Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade then there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now, there's a barmaid there, good-looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I Usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go. Go in my pocket. Take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Why didn't Israel get their country back till 1948? What started all that? Well, it started a couple thousand years before. We're going <laughs> to we're going to go into that today. Some Jews kicking around some Romans today. Going to be a pretty cool story unless you identify as an ancient Roman in which case you're not going to enjoy it too much. Although I guess you could say they got the last laugh. It is the world famous Jesse Kelly show. You're not going to believe this. Yesterday, when I called it the world-famous Jesse Kelly show, I randomly brought up one listener in Switzerland. By the way, I had no idea there were any listeners in Switzerland. It was just a, it was one country I threw out, and I just used the number one randomly. I show up today to an email from a listener in Switzerland. <laughs> so we're going to go into that today. We have a real violence problem going on, a racially motivated violence problem going on in the United States of America, and we're going to have a hard discussion about that today. We have tax increases coming like a freight train, baby, for you and me, all that good stuff. So you know what? Before we get into that, why don't we talk about history for a bit? And not that I feel like I have any need to justify the history thing. And clearly it's something that has taken off. It's something you love. So I'm not saying this is justification, but I realize the show as rapidly as it's growing, I should probably do a brief refresher from time to time on why we do what we do. It's a three hour show. It is by a miracle from God himself and no one else now nationally syndicated coast to coast and everybody hears it. But I don't talk about politics all three hours. I don't do this for a few different reasons. One, I tend to bore really easily. It's because I have such a huge intellect, Chris. What? But I can't, I can't do that. And what's really weird is... So many people I know in this business, so many people I know from hosts to producers to what, they eat, sleep, and breathe it 24 hours a day. I'm getting text messages, 9 o'clock. Hey, did you see what Biden just said? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm hanging out with my kids or uh, I'm reading a book or watching a World War I documentary. No, I'm, no, I'm not going to drown myself in misery all the time, although I love politics, obviously. So, no, I don't do three hours of politics. And... I geek out on history. And probably most importantly, I realize that human nature has not changed. It won't ever change. Human beings are now what they've always been. And we can learn a lot about what's coming by looking at what happened in the past. And so every show begins with a history story of some kind. Sometimes they're like 30 minutes. Not going to lie. Sometimes they've gone on for two days where I'll do the first hour and I'll just say we're going to have to continue tomorrow. And I have had, you'll be excited to know, I have had like high-level radio people tell me, come to me all the time. 
oh, man, I love the show. Oh, this is really good stuff. And they tell me all the things they like about it and all the things they think the audience likes. And, and then they'll begin. They give you all the good stuff at first, and then they start to go into the. So do you, do you think you could, you think you could keep doing the history stuff? And my answer is always, yeah. And they're try- they always try to be passive aggressive about it. Oh, oh, okay, uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, do, do we do we have any uh, do we know any any like download numbers? Because they're trying to hint around like no one's gonna like it. And I say, yeah, as many people download just the history segment as they do the whole show. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I had I had no idea. Could, could we sh- could we shorten it? Maybe we maybe we could shorten it. Why would I shorten it? Oh, I don't know. I don't, it's so, so it's not something that's widely accepted by the experts, and it ain't ever going to change, though. Now, let us go back to 63 years before the birth of Christ, 63 B.C. This is, well, I guess you can call it the beginning of the end for Israel, ancient Israel. Obviously, Israel's back on the map now, but back in this time, a man you probably have heard of before, Pompey Magnus, comes stomping in as Rome begins expanding around the globe. And Pompey Magnus, a, a lot of people, you, re, you think of Pompey Magnus as the guy Julius Caesar beat to finally take over as dictator of Rome. And that's understandable. You only remember history for the high points. I'm the same way. But Pompey Magnus, prior to that, was a legend. And I mean legend, one of the great generals of all kind of all time, young, ambitious, talented, absurdly talented from a young age. Pompey Magnus was a beast. And eventually he sets his eyes on Israel. Now, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but the truth is Israel, its location on the world map is absurdly appealing. Geographically, it's just a place people want to be. It's just that tiny little strip of land, right? But you look at it and the the things it can bring, your economy, geographically, how it's set up. It's not a place an empire like Rome would look at and go, oh, forget about that. What's it bringing? It's one of those places everybody looks at and thinks, oh, well, that wouldn't be bad to have that. And make no mistake about it, that's part of the reason so many of the nations around Israel are always wanting a piece of it and attacking it. Yes, there are huge religious reasons as well. I mean, obviously, the Muslim versus Jew thing is not something that's new, but don't kid yourself. There's always about a 50-50 split between the, I'm here for God, and the, oh, I'm here because that looks like it could fill up my bank account kind of thing. Well, Rome was no different. Geography doesn't change. Rome looked at it and decided, I kind of want that. Pompey steps in, stomps in. And Rome, Rome is interesting. Remember, colonization takes different forms. Rome had, for the most part, kind of perfected the practice. But here's the problem when I say things like perfected the practice. They had perfected it on a macro level. This is what a smart thing to do when you first get there. And then this is a smart thing to do after the first year. And then this is a smart thing to do after this year. You're going to put a governor here. You're going to allow them this. You're not going to allow them that. On a macro level, you start to figure out what works and what doesn't. 
But eventually, you're going to come across distinct cultures that don't allow you to just place a boilerplate program over them. Hello, Jews! Congratulations, you've been welcomed into the Roman colonization program. Here is step one, two, three, four, and five. It's worked for everybody else. I'm sure it will work fine for you. Some cultures don't mix like that. They just do not. And that's honestly, as you know, I'm a fan, but that's not even a praise of the Jews. It's not an insult of the Romans. Some cultures do not mix together. See any of that in America today? Some cultures simply don't mix together. Doesn't make, by the way, sometimes one sucks and one's good, but oftentimes that doesn't mean one is good and one is bad. It just means they don't mix together. They have different, different priorities in life. And the Roman occupation of Israel is tense really, really, really early on. And a lot of this comes from the religious basis of Israel that says there is one God, there is only one God. Well, it's not, a, it's not exactly news. The Romans had, gosh, I don't know, lots of them. Lots of them. It's tense early. It's not about to get better. Oh, you're about to get taxed for driving. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. Did I ever tell you how much I love dipping tobacco? I, I, am, I, am I honest about my warts or not? I love dipping tobacco. So if you're a dipper, I don't want you to feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel like oh, you're some kind of social pariah. But I will tell you, I quit dipping tobacco, even though I loved it. And because I loved it so much... I needed help to quit. I couldn't just snap my fingers and quit. I couldn't, and I tried everything too. I tried bubble gum, that stupid patch you put on your arm, the the nicotine gum. I've tried it all. Jake's mint chew is what works. And Jake's mint chew, it's not bad for you. There's no tobacco in it. There's no nicotine in it. They have 11 different flavors, a long cut, four different flavors of the CBD patches. Go to jakesmintchew.com, use the promo code JESSE, that's J-E-S-S-E, for 20% off. Oh, boy. A, a mileage tax. Oh, gosh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> it, is, it is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. We're going to do a little rhino hunting today, I should mention. We have Catalina Lauf coming back on the show. She's going to primary Adam Kinzinger in the second hour. I like her. Well, everything I've seen so far, I like her. And then, of course, we have BK. I almost hesitate to even say it. Meathead BK, where we'll have to hear about his ab veins in the third hour. Nevertheless, 
He is one of those Super Ninja Air Force PJs, and he's going to break down some foreign policy stuff with us because I want to know what this Taiwan-China stuff has to do with anything. Taiwan's one of those big mysteries to Americans. Like 90% of the country doesn't even know where it is or what it is. So we're going to ask BK about it a little bit. But back to the Roman occupation of Israel. Again, it was tense at first. It's always going to be a tense situation when you're dealing with two very distinct different cultures. And then Caesar Augustus comes. Caesar Augustus was not some saint, but he's still very well thought of in the Roman histories and in world history because he did try to make a lot of things better, including Israel. He was was more lenient. He understood we can't handle Jews the same way we've handled everybody else. They're not going to respond that way. However, if we take the hands off a little, they're going to be okay. We just can't do everything we've always done. And remember, it's it's easy to think of this in terms of, well, you're small Israel. This is ancient Rome. You just shut up and do what you're told. No, remember. A large empire has lots of problems and lots of issues everywhere. You don't want to have to mess with taking legions, taking governors to a smaller colony of yours. It just, yeah, you like it. You want to keep it. You're going to keep it. But you don't, if you're Caesar Augustus, any Roman, any Roman emperor at this time, you don't have 20 minutes a day to deal with Israel. You want to hear about Israel once a month, and that's when you're hearing about how much tax income they've brought you, period. That's how it works. But after Caesar Augustus is gone, the the next guys and the next guys and the next guys start to really, really suck. They start to send really crappy backwater governors there. Pontius Pilate, perhaps you've perhaps you've heard of the man, a little bit historically famous. He was the one that helped Chris's people kill Jesus. What, Chris? What? I, we have to be honest. No, but in all seriousness, he was that guy. He gets there, and he, on top of obviously killing our Lord and Savior, he violently is putting down protests, and the increase in violence is not being taken well by the Jews at this time. And I need you to understand something, and I do not mean this to be insulting at all. You have, whether you are a Jew or whether you know Jews, you have an impression of Jews from living in America. In America, you know how I complain about the Americanized version of Christianity, how passive it is? how much they let people walk all over them, and they always use, oh, turn the other cheek. Jews do the exact same thing in America because it's been a comforting, welcoming place. It's gotten them more soft. I don't care if you take that insulting. It has. It's done it to my Christians. It's done it to the Jews. Do Jews seem soft in Israel? Not quite, right? Freaking lions over there. So what I want you to understand is these Jews— These people, they are not passive people by any stretch of the imagination. They're not going to be pushed around by Rome or anyone else, and they're not going to have their culture destroyed by Rome or anyone else. 
Obviously, there are factions there, as there always are, as there will be in our society going forward. And the factions are complete bootlickers that are, oh, yes, Rome, whatever you want. There are on the other end, and these are the guys you'll kind of root for as we talk about them more, zealots. They were just known as zealots, and they were all about that. Uh, actually, let's go out tonight and let's grab a couple Roman centurions and cut their throats and leave their heads in the road, guys. And there were lots of these guys. And there were more moderate Roman or more moderate Jews who were trying to moderate both sides. No, 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 we don't want open rebellion. Well, uh, we, 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 we also can't just let them do this. There were people trying to moderate both sides. Pontius Pilate on top of killing Jesus. Pontius Pilate starts taking temple funds. Now, he's taking temple funds to build an aqueduct for Jerusalem. So you can argue, I mean, you shouldn't be touching the temple funds. But fresh water is helping everybody live a little bit longer. Again, not all colonization is bad. And I'm not going to paint the Romans as being evil and the Jews as being good just because I'm more... I'm more in favor of Jews, as everybody knows. So it's, I, I'm going to try not to let my bias ruin the story. When he takes the temple funds, he is building a freaking aqueduct. And aqueducts, historically, if you don't know anything about the aqueducts, they are incredibly cool. These huge, huge structures where they have it engineered perfectly and they'll stretch over miles so the water flows just right, not too fast, not too slow, and they bring fresh water into a civilization, a never-ending stream of fresh water into it. And just so you know, that is oftentimes the difference between the average age of death being 70 and the average age of death being 40. It's simply access to fresh water. Rome did this really, really well. But I'm not going to go off on a tangent on, on aqueducts. I just think they're really cool. I don't want to bore you to death. And then, you see, we're progressing through emperors here, and now we're in the year 40 A.D. So remember, we started out at 63 B.C. Now we're 40 years after the birth of Christ. Now a man, perhaps you've heard of him by the name of Caligula, takes over. Now, historically, everybody knows Caligula was this nutball, evil Roman emperor. And part of being a nutball, evil loser is he didn't really he didn't really care about governing the right way his colonies he puts a statue of himself up in the temple now you might be able to swipe some temple funds for an aqueduct you're not going to put a statue of yourself in the sacred temple of the jews without there being a response. Again, these are not the Americanized Jews you know. These are people who aren't putting up with that crap. And very, very, very quickly, it's going to be on. Caligula eventually dies. The next guy is Claudius. He tries to hold off the rebellion that's that's brewing, but he can't really keep the peace too long because he dies within three years, and the next guy's a disaster. And the zealots, remember the zealots are the, I mean, you, you could call them terrorists if you want. I don't look at them that way, but that's because I'm rooting for them. That's what they were doing, though, was terror tactics. It was things like cutting off a Roman head and leaving it in the road. And the zealots would famously, they would attack their own people, too. 
They would attack uh, if uh, if a if a leader in the Jewish community was stepping out of line or showing too much loyalty to Rome. They just go kill him. They go kill him in broad daylight. These guys were these guys were hardcore, man. They were all about that life. Well, they went from starting out as a smaller group of of, of radicals to gaining in numbers and gaining in numbers and gaining in numbers, and now it's about to be on. All right, we'll talk about that and my hatred of helicopters. Hang on. Is there anything worse than walking in your room or walking in your home and doing the... Smells kind of funny in here. Smells kind of sour in here. No, there's not. Well, what if I could tell you that there's a chance you could have a home that smells great all the time, a bedroom that smells great all the time? How's that possible? It's with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. No, you don't have to worry. It's not one of those gigantic three-foot-tall air purifiers that sounds like a jet engine. It's small. It's quiet. You don't ever have to replace a filter, and it doesn't cover up bad odors. It kills them completely. Kills and prevents mold, fungus. Oh, allergies? Yeah, you can say goodbye to those too. No more itchy, watery eyes. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE at checkout for $10 off. Oh, yeah, the sanitation, Reg. Remember what the city used to be like? Yeah, all right, I'll grant you the aqueduct, the sanitation, the two things the Romans have done. And the roads. Well, yeah, obviously the roads. I mean, the roads go without sand, don't they? But apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation. Medicine. Education. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. And the wine. Yeah, yeah, that's something we've really missed, Reg, if the Romans left. (laughs) Public baths. And it's safe to walk in the streets at night now, Reg. Yeah, they certainly know how to keep order. Let's face it, the only ones who could in a place like this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Brought peace? Oh, peace! Shut up! You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Locals. Remember, follow me on any of them. That's fine. But Locals is the one I won't be kicked off of because it's run by my buddy Dave Rubin. So, like everyone knows, I've been suspended so many times from the others. I'm going to get the permanent axe at some point here. Locals is probably your safest bet as a backup. (laughs) All right. Before we get to the tax man cometh and that right soon, 
Let's go back to 40 AD in Rome. It's a disaster. The zealots, the more hardcore Jews, a bit murderous, could even call them terrorists. They're killing their own, they're killing Romans, and their numbers, because of the Roman belligerence, the numbers of the zealots are increasing. They're increasing in strength. There is an increasing thought as well amongst the Jews. That's that this is the end of days, the end of the world. When you look at the world through the prism of religion, as every single person does, it just depends on what your religion happens to be, communism is included in that, then, then you're going to see things you know, that way. The Jews see a Roman emperor's statue in the temple. They see the takeover of their culture. They think the world is about them, and they think this is the end of it because they see themselves being snuffed out. Now riots start happening. Factions are created. This group's more violent than that group. This group's less violent. This group is more of an active terrorist association. This group's more of a neighborhood association. You see, it just it totally depends, but that's also what happens when things get bad. Factions don't always unite. Not right away, anyway. And finally, the Jews have really had enough. They decide to stop a practice they had been doing for a long time. For the longest time, they'd been making sacrifices in the Roman temple, in the in the Jewish temple, on behalf of the Roman emperor. This was a big deal. The Romans it pretty much insisted on it by now. The Jews woke up one day and said, "We're not doing that anymore. Screw the Roman emperor." That was essentially. I understand you may not understand that the practice of it. That was essentially a declaration of war. That's what that was. And so Rome says, war it is. Only these are not passive Jews. They go on the offensive. They have a Roman fort there in Jerusalem. The Jews assault it, take it over, and slaughter the entire Roman garrison. They are kicking butt and they're taking names. And now, look, the sacrifice, the lack of a sacrifice to the Roman emperor was big enough. But now you have redefined crossing the point of no return when you storm a Roman garrison and kill a bunch of Roman troops. Now, remember that 20 minutes a day the emperor didn't want to spend on Israel? He's going to spend more than 20 minutes a day because the entire pride and face of the empire is on the line here. Rome mobilizes 30,000 infantrymen and 6,000 cavalry. Guess how many the Jews had at this time? 14,000 in total. And virtually no cavalry to think of. So here you are, 14,000 Jews outnumbered more than 2 to 1, and you're facing the greatest military force up to this point in the history of the world. And Rome shows up on the borders of Israel and starts going scorched earth immediately. When I say scorched earth, they are raising towns to the ground and killing every man, woman, and child inside. They get to a place called Joppa, or Jopa, depending on how you pronounce it. It's a town of 8,000 people. They kill all 8,000 of them and raise the city to the ground. And they're doing this 
in defense of the Romans, I mean, in defense of slaughtering men, women, and children, in defense of the Romans, they are doing this to send a message. They're doing this to send a message to the people ahead of them and behind them. And the ancient world understood very, very, very well the importance of a message. If you're doing this as the Romans, the message to people ahead of you is, hey, submit and surrender and maybe you'll get some mercy. And the message to the few people you left behind is, don't even think about rebelling in my rear, rebelling in my fr- in my flank, because I'll come back and hurt you worse. If you're Rome and you're really on foreign soil, you can't afford to have your supply lines disrupted, especially when you have... 35,000 plus mouths to feed and their horses. Supply lines become critically important. And since Rome had been slapping around women and children by now, they were getting awfully cocky. They come to a place called Beth Huron Pass. It is straight out of the movies. You're welcome to go ahead and look it up now. I did. Again, it helped, unless you're driving... But if you're in a place where you're stopped, go ahead and look it up now. It's pretty narrow with cliffs up above you. Now, the normal thing to do if you're any kind of an army marching forward and you're approaching this area is to, one, avoid it. I mean, you would, you would march an extra couple days to march around it because you don't want to march through a valley with cliffs above you if you're the Roman army unless... You're a cocky Roman army that's used to beating everyone you face. You've just beaten up a bunch of Jews for the past couple days. And now, so now you're already used to beating up everyone, period. You've already faced what you think is your enemy, and he's put up almost no resistance. There were a couple limited engagements with the Romans and the Jews, and the Romans were just beating the crap out of him by now. And you think, well, I mean, How much do we really have to prepare for these ragtag people? Surely they're just going to lay down for us, right? Uh, Not really. Not really. Oh, I did want to mention before I forget. If you miss any part of the show, the entire show is podcasted on iHeart. It's on Google. It's on Spotify. And it's on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. And let me clarify, on iTunes, you will essentially get three different podcasts a day. And here's what they are. I have to start explaining this better to people because people get confused. One, you're going to have the entire show, the entire radio show, all three hours. Two, you're going to have just the history segment Pull it out. Chris pulls out just the history segment. And lastly, my TV show is podcasted on there. I've had people think they're listening to the radio show. They're actually listening to my TV show. I do an hour of that a day. There's the three there. We're going to wrap up this story and dig into the tax man who's coming for you and me. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. 
Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Email your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. It's going to be such an awesome day. <laughs> it's going to be fun today. I can't wait to talk to BK in the third hour, and I don't know why, because every time, every time BK, he's the former Air Force PJ, and he does this great podcast called World News with BK. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, me, let me stress. Let's pause here for a moment. Not a family podcast. Not a family podcast. My show, as you all know, you never have to turn off my show with the kids in the car. You have never. You will never. It can get a little dark historically, but I'm, I'm so sick of having to turn off things with my kids. So you don't have to do that. You cannot listen to BK's show with your kids. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> but it's still a great show. Absurdly informative. Dude is sharp. As big of a meathead as he plays on the radio, dude is sharp as can be. We'll get to him in a minute. Let's go back and wrap up our story here. You're marching through Beth Haran Pass. You're the Romans. You've spent the past few days, weeks, kicking the crap out of the Jews, raising cities to the ground, slaughtering, slaughtering civilians. It's been ugly. It's been terrible. Well, not if you're a Roman, but if you're a Jew, it's been terrible. They decide they're going to march right through the past, which in and of itself is risky. And they also decide, <laughs> look, these Jews obviously aren't anything we have to worry about. We don't need to send scouting parties ahead. And the ancient armies, when ancient armies would march, Contrary to what you see in the movies, it just doesn't look sexy, so you never see it in the movies. Ancient armies had a long, long, long baggage train behind them of supplies. Spare weapons, spare shields, spare wheels for the baggage. You had food for the men, food for the horses. You had water in case you were in between water. Imagine how long the baggage train would be to feed 35,000-plus men out on campaign. It's absurdly long, longer than you can possibly imagine. But it's also absurdly slow. You have a bunch of fit young men in your army. They're ready to march and move, and let's get forward. And So the baggage train can slow you down. 
the Roman commander decides, I'm not going to mess with the baggage train. I mean, they can come, but we're not going to wait for it. We're certainly not going to put a bunch of men back there to protect it. These Jews aren't capable of doing anything to us, so we're not going to scout ahead, and we're not going to mess with the baggage train. The Jews in the mountains have come together. The factions have come together. They have fortified themselves in Beth Haran Pass, and they are organized. They are guerrilla fighters by now, and they are absurdly disciplined. How disciplined? They do a coordinated ambush on this gigantic Roman army where they attack the front and the back at the same time. If you've never been, I'm assuming most of you have never been in an ambush, but if you've never been hunting, you, you won't understand this. You can be hunting for an animal that can't hurt you, uh, a deer, at 200 yards away, 300 yards away. And you level your weapon at that deer, especially early on. Later on in life, not so much, but especially early on, you are nervous to pull the trigger. Why? It makes no sense. Even if you miss, who cares? A deer's not going to hurt you. There is, it, it, it's, it's called buck fever. There's something in that adrenaline that gets you going. Do you have any idea how difficult it would be to sit there with a sword in your hand and watch 35,000 men march past you and have the discipline to hold fire until the last guy gets there? That shows you what kind of discipline force you're dealing with. They do. They hammer the Romans. They essentially cut the Romans off from their supply. They win this little engagement, but the Romans are disciplined and excellent troops. They form back up, chase the Jews off. Now, the Romans have lost supplies. They're back together as an army, but they don't really have a choice but to march forward towards Jerusalem. They get to Jerusalem where these same Jews have been preparing for them, preparing the walls, preparing the defenses. And these Romans, because now they're getting hungry, now they're getting thirsty, they can't seem to break into Jerusalem. They finally have to turn around, break off the siege, and take off back for Rome in fear of the entire army starving to death because the Jews are winning. The Jews outnumbered two to one are winning. And this freaking moron in charge of the Romans once again heads right towards Beth Haran Pass and once again doesn't scout it. The Jews set up another massive ambush in the pass, and this time they kill about 5,000 Romans there, mop the floor with them, and take very few casualties because you thought you beat them to four. Imagine what it would be like to fight a man hungry and starving and dying of thirst. The Jews are well-fed, know the area well. They crush them. They even, the Romans even lose their standard, like their symbol, their army walked with, which was a big deal. It was a big honor thing. They took off. Rome lost that war. That wasn't the end of the total war, but Rome lost that war. Why? I'll tell you why. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, 
you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The Romans lost this battle because of a couple things. Pride. Too much pride in who you were without realizing who you are and realizing what got you there. And not understanding the commitment of their opponent. That has lost more wars for more people in the history of mankind than anything else. For whatever reasons, race reasons, race reasons, culture reasons, religious reasons. People will not understand how committed their opponents are to victory. We on the right have made this mistake consistently. I'm seeing us make this exact mistake again right now. When it comes to this vaccine passport, we are not understanding the stakes. I'm about to explain to you the stakes in just a second. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. 
Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.